0: almost no one raises the real issue of tax avoidance, right? And of the rich just not paying their fair share. I mean, it feels like I'm at a firefighter's conference and no one's allowed to speak about water. Today we walk into this house with an iconic South African plant, the Aloe
1: Ferox. We must take the bitter with the sweet.
2: It is a matter that uh, uh, is under consideration. And all I would say is that watch this space. Welcome to this week's episode of the SA Money Report. This financial podcast is brought to you by FIN24 and hosted by Deputy Editor Ahmed Arif.
0: Hello and welcome back to a new year and the return of SA Money Report. So let's set the scene for our first show of 2022. You know those old school, hard-boiled, proper gumshoe detective stories? smoking, hard-drinking, trench coat-wearing detective who has been trying to crack a really hard case. And in the meantime, this detective takes, uh, takes on another case, just to keep, you know, the bills paid and all of that. But before you know it, lo and behold, both cases are linked and one helps solve the other. Well, that was Fin24 this week. Obviously, without the drinking and smoking and voiceover narration... Instead, we're talking oil, and protests, and court interdicts, and Shell, and Qataris, and Australians, and Namibians, and how two stories basically became one. Helping us to mine the depth of these stories are FN24's Lemise Umarji and Lisa Stein. So, starting with you, Lameez, set the scene for us. We all know Shell got interdicted from conducting uh, seismic surveys for oil off the wild coast. But then we had these Searcher Seismic guys doing exploration of the west coast of South Africa. So who are these guys and who stands to benefit from what they're doing?
1: Hi, guys. Searcher Seismic is an Australian company, and it also has a UK division called Searcher Geodata. Um, They're both listed as respondents in the court case. Searcher's main business is to do exploration or to collect data about the earth and They have various technologies um, in order to capture this data and one of these ways is to use seismic surveys. So we previously discussed how seismic surveys involve using air guns to emit sound into water and as the sound bounces off the seabed you would get information of what lies beneath um, and that could be oil or gas resources. So Petroleum Agency SA which granted searcher the permit for the survey, said that the project is for multiple clients. Um, the area in which the survey is being conducted overlaps with some existing exploration rights held by several companies, and this includes state-owned oil company PetroSA um, and international companies like Total and Shell. So these companies could potentially make use of the data that's collected.
0: So, me. then we had the court action. So, uh, what what arguments were made in court and what ultimately happened with a, such a seismic court case?
1: So, the West Coast fishing communities and a group of activists had lodged an urgent court application to interdict the survey um, while they have a legal review of the permit that was granted to Surger. Um, they are arguing that the permit is unlawful and... Um, they say that there are certain requirements Searcher didn't meet um, in terms of the law, such as consulting with the interested and affected parties, like the fishing communities, which depend on the ocean for their livelihoods and which also have cultural ties to the area. And they also contend that Searcher does not have the required environmental authorization. And so the hearing for this urgent or interim interdict was to be held on Monday. And I wish I could tell you what searches response or argument is, um, but they didn't file their court papers. <laughs> um, and so they actually requested more time to file. Um, it, because it's a multinational company, they say they had to collect information from different parts of the world in order to file the res- responses. Um, but in my interaction with petroleum agency, SA. Um, they they have said at the time the permit was granted to Searcher, there was no um, legal requirement for them to have environmental authorization uh, in terms of the environmental impact assessment regulations. And they say Searcher did submit an environmental management program and this indicates how they would manage potential impacts on the environment. And Petroleum Agency SA was satisfied with that submission.
0: Lisa, so last week there was this Discovery in the waters off the coast of Namibia. What exactly did they find and why has it got everyone so excited about it?
2: Right, so on Friday, Namibia's uh, National Petroleum Company announced that oil was discovered off the waters, off the coast of the country. And so the main shareholders there are actually Shell and Qatar Energy, with Shell being the operator. So it actually did the drilling. And the results show that there is a working petroleum system there. And that means that hydrocarbons, or in this case, oil, are effectively being stored in the rocks there. And so this is the first oil discovery for Namibia. And Shell is keeping its cards close to its chest. It wants to drill another well before it pronounces on the scale of this thing. But the industry is abuzz because all indications are that this is likely massive.
0: Okay, Lisa, so tell us how is this fine going to benefit Namibia on the whole, and would there be similar benefits if something like this that's a big oil reserve is found off the south african west coast
2: so if that's what they think it is, um it will transform Namibia into one of the largest oil producers on the continent um that would bring in you know some estimates are twelve billion dollars just in investment. And then, of course, there would be additional revenues from tax and royalties. And um, keeping in mind that the Namibian government's stake here is just 10%. So if something similar were found on the South African side, it would be doubly as lucrative because the South African government's take in these projects is expected to be 20%.
0: Lisa, now appears where our narratives collide a bit. Uh, this find is going to obviously spark a lot of interest off the South African uh, West Coast. And a lot of it is still currently unexplored. And this is something that such Seismic was hoping to do, right?
2: That's right. So the Namibian discovery is located in the Orange Basin. And that sort of just refers to geology, which is interrelated. And of course, it's in the shape of a basin. But the bulk of that extends into South Africa. And that is virtually unexplored. So Search's plan was, or still is, um, as Lamise explained, uh, is to conduct a seismic survey on the South African side of this basin. And uh, there are various blocks with various right holders, and they would all subscribe to this um, in order to access that data which would then help them to refine where exactly they should drill, where they have the best prospects of uncovering oil or gas.
0: So Lamise, with the interim interdex in place, what's actually next for Shell and and its situation on the wild coast, and then search seismic on the west coast?
1: Well, the vessel Amazon Warrior, which was going to conduct the seismic survey for Shell, has left South African waters. I checked on Wednesday on the marine traffic app, and shows that the Amazon Warrior is moored somewhere in the harbor in the Nordic region. Um, But both Shell and Mineral Resources and Energy Minister Guire Mantashe have applied for Leave to Appeal, um, the interdict which was uh, granted in December last year. And that hearing will happen on Thursday at the Makanda High Court. For Searcher, uh, just to clarify that the court granted an interim interim interdict. and if that sounds funny, it's because the next hearing in the matter on the 7th of March will be for an interim interdict on the survey. Um, so uh, that interim interdict um, is will be in place um, until there is another hearing in court with the reconnaissance permit. Uh, that was granted to searcher will be challenged Um, and these communities are hoping that ultimately the survey will be interdicted for good. (laughs) Um, So there will be some time in the next month or so for the different parties in the searcher matter to file their papers ahead of the hearing on the 7th of March.
0: Lisa, there's uh, another company that seems to have all its ducks in a row but this is not to do any exploration, this is to actually drill in the Orange Basin, that's correct?
2: Well, right, yes. So the Petroleum Agency of South Africa has acknowledged that the latest interdict is a huge setback for exploration of that basin. There is one company, uh, Eco-Atlantic Oil and Gas, that it has shareholding in a block that's sort of right in the middle of the basin, and they have all their permits in place and they've booked a vessel. And they're expected to conduct drilling later this year. But keep in mind that is considered exploratory activity. It's not extraction yet.
0: Okay. And to end this off, this is a question for both of you. Uh, There's this tension between the environmental impact of the seismic surveys uh, and obviously the move away from oil because of climate change. And then on the other side, the economic benefit of striking oil off our shores. How do you think South Africans should kind of navigate this debate? And what could be the best outcome for the country? Uh, Let's start with the Lamise.
1: What has been burned into my mind is what I read on a banner um, that the activists were carrying outside of court. um, and, And the banner says, we cannot eat oil and gas. And I think it's so important because government, particularly Minister Mantashe and the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy, keep pushing this idea that oil and gas is good for the economy, it's going to attract investment and it's going to create jobs. But you know, what good is that if people can't live? And we can already see that in Mpumalanga with the coal mines. What good are those jobs if people can't breathe and have shortened lifespans? And if you read the court papers uh, in the case, You see how communities depend on the ocean for so much. It's not just about food security. The ocean is actually tied to their history and culture, and they have deep spiritual connections with the environment. And, you know, they've cultivated this harmonious relationship with the environment, and oil and gas exploration and the resulting drilling, if they do find these resources, are going to be the complete opposite of that and it it, it could potentially kill the quality of life that these communities have built. And I think as a country which just has a history of communities that have been torn apart or destroyed by apartheid legislation, I don't think that is the pattern we should repeat for the sake of money. And that just also makes us think of the whole other debate about whether those communities would even see the money that's being flaunted here.
0: Thanks, Lamise. Lisa?
1: Gosh,
2: yeah, you know, this debate is just so polarised and it, it seems to come down to two camps really, whether to leave the oil and gas in the ground or whether to extract it. And you know, our Department of Mineral Resources and Energy is always going to want to develop mineral resources. That's, you know, it's thing. <laughs> so we could commit to doing it responsibly, but I, I think realistically, that's not good enough anymore anywhere in the world, especially in light of climate change concerns. So for as long as South Africa's policy is to exploit its natural resources, especially fossil fuels, there's always going to be a tussle that's more than likely going to end up in the courts. I, I suppose there is a plausible scenario where it becomes so frustrating for oil and gas investors that they actually just give South Africa a wide berth, regardless of how accommodative our policy is. And that's, you know, good news and bad news, depending on where you look at it from.
0: Thank you, Louise and Lisa. And uh, that brings our show to an end. Uh, The music in this episode is courtesy of Getty Images and Epidemic Sound. This installment was produced with the help of the always amazing Kaylee Morgan. Thank you for listening.